need to fucking practice, Randy. Well, that's nice. Adam didn't fucking mute himself for the intro, so we just had to listen to him fucking breathing the entire time. Welcome back to the Brass Tax Podcast, everybody. It's episode 82. Guerrilla broadcasting. For the love of fuck, dude. I'm your host, Rick. Joining me in studio today is uh, the lovely and talented executive intern, Logan. Hello. And joining us remotely because we are experiencing uh, extreme weather conditions in Colorado. It's not that bad. Is my lovely co-host, Adam. Hello, Adam. Yes. That's what you got? Yes? (laughs) Hello. A hell of a a guy. Thank you all for joining us today. You really set me up, so it was great. Just ridiculous been doing this for like a year doesn't we, we you always mute your mic on the intro you're over here breathing heavy going through your junk drawers and shit no Swear to God. you always mute my mic because i'm always in studio so shut up you just know the con you you know what we do you just fucking can't be trusted to to remote in you gotta breathe in the microphone what well, I wasn't breathing. I was smoking weed. So, yeah. Oh, shit. Here we go. Fucking, you know what this is? This is fucking Diva Adam. All right, go ahead. Tell us what you're up to, dude. You're smoking weed. What else is Diva Adam doing today? Uh, that's about it. Come on. We got your own We got your own soundtrack. Tell us what's what's going on in Diva Adam's life. Well, got the four-wheeler, delivered some food to an old lady. Can deliver groceries, but can't can't come down to do the show. That's another thing that bothers me about Adam is he hates <laughs> the elderly. Formula, you cunt. <laughs> yeah, that's another. That's a good point too, Logan. This guy hates boomers and old people, yet he's delivering groceries on four wheelers for him. You could have just as easily rough road your ass down here. On a four wheeler? Yeah, yep. dude. No, it's not exactly street legal. Diva Adam cares about the rules now. <laughs> All right, that's enough of the fucking Diva Adam music. Who produced that, by the way, Adam? What? That music. You didn't hear your you didn't hear your Diva music. I heard it. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, I think that was um, Lupe Fiasco. That sounds about right. I feel like yeah. all the all the older hip hop guys are like just they just got into pop music, kind of like T Pain. He like discovered Kesha. Thanks for that, dude. Thanks for dropping that log of shit on humanity. She just looks sticky all the time. She looks like she smells like vodka and Red Bull. Nobody she likes that. She looks very sweaty. She looks very sweaty all the time. Yeah. Um, like she's always been dancing for five hours, which she probably hasn't been. <laughs> right. Um, you know her pussy smells, so. I mean, yeah, just from all the dancing alone, all the friction she's generating between those thighs. I actually, you know, it's funny to uh, give some credence to what Adam just said. I had a friend who worked at House of Blues back home in Myrtle Beach, and so she would come through all the time because obviously Kesha's a very um, Myrtle Beach-friendly character, I would say. But he said the entire time she just hung out with her mom and her brother and was, like, reading and stuff. And then before she goes on, they spray her down with a spritzer or whatever the fuck just to make her look sweaty, and they, like, tangle her hair up and throw glitter on her, and that's it. They just push her out onto a stage, and she <laughs> makes millions. Or made millions. I'm, I don't think she's very relevant now. I'm kind of showing my age. They make her look like a trash chick. Uh, you know, a chick you could get at the club. Yeah, yeah. That's what people want. That's what guys want. They want, okay, this is an attainable chick. Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the, that's the kind of porn I like, too. I don't like flashy so much. I don't like a lot of lighting. I don't really like it to be too HD, but I also don't want it to be like cell phone camera footage, but it's got to look like somebody. I don't know. Yeah. The more amateur, the better is what I say. Oh, you like some grainy footage. You want like oh, flip well, phone footage like... of like a raw dog <laughs> session in a bathroom. 
<laughs> Fine, yeah. That's fucking real shit, dude. It it Adam on it this, is. yeah. Yeah. I do I saw a really dirty one the other day. It was some chick like in a T-zone. It wasn't T-Zone, dude. I, I actually haven't been in the T-Zone in a while. I've been kind of getting back to my roots with just POV, uh, like glory hole stuff. And this one was just really dirty, super low production. It was just a guy with a cell phone in his hand. And he's walking through a park and there's a public restroom. He goes into the men's room and at the very last stall, you know, the handy slap stall, there's a hole drilled out, but not in the side, like not the partition. It's drilled out in the actual door of the stall. So he's just standing outside the stall with a dick in a hole. And, uh, you know, halfway through the film, she, you know, she invites him in and he starts going to town and whatnot. And while he's going to town, another knock goes down on the door. And so he opens oh, no. up the door. And to my dismay, it is an elderly gentleman, probably in his early 60s, with a thick, like, Wilford Brimley mustache. And he just starts eating the girl's pussy immediately. Like, and this guy had just finished. Right. This guy had just finished. So mm. there was, oh. yeah, there were treats. There were <laughs> yeah. treats for him to finish up and, you know, kind of, kind of eat. Oh, he was, or clean he was a cleanup crew. To, yeah, he's a cleanup guy. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Cleanup uh, crew. But, uh, so I well, want to tell you this, but if you're into the, if you're getting into that, if you're on Pornhub, the channel Glory Hole Swallow, great glory hole <laughs> one. Check it out. Look it up. Is it, is it feasible though? Is it, does it seem oh, like it's it, real or? Yeah. Oh, it's dirty bitches getting CP'd in glory holes and just swallowing massive loads. It's it's insane. Yeah, I'll have to check that out then. I still need to get yeah. back over to uh, ghetto gaggers like Dr. J <laughs> recommended. <laughs> I actually forgot about that. I, I finished a I finished a, a shower session this afternoon before Logan came over, and uh, I, I popped into my head. I was like, oh fuck, I should have used ghetto gaggers. I, I, I like to finish in the shower, but I do like a little pregame. Like I'll watch some clips on my phone or something in the bathroom while I'm waiting for the water to get all hot the way I like it. But so you pregame, you like get the, get it, you know, I fluff, I fluff yeah. And then, you, no, you gotta, you gotta complete with the video. Nah, no, I, I can, I can finish with my mind. Like, like I said, I like to, I like to keep my imagination alive. Like what if the world, what if the nation gets hit? With an EMP or something like that, and all of the porn goes away. <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm still of sound mind to create a dirty about? scenario. Woke Rick. It's not woke at all. Bang. It's it's <laughs> just creativity. Just bang more chicks. Just what? You just bang more chicks. I'm so done with women. You know that. No one has oh. the roofie supply you supply you do, Adam. Oh, Logan. <laughs> Right away, dude. <laughs> Give this kid a little bit of camera time. Uh, so last night, I wanted to do a little something different uh, today. Instead of saving Baloney Boy for the very last segment, I wanted to get into this while it's still fresh in our minds because every week or so, me, Adam, Logan, and uh, Rabbi, we've been meeting up on Discord and watching documentaries, movies. Just you know, like it's just like a like team building activity. And so last time, as you'll all remember, we watched Carts of Darkness, uh, which was about, you know, drunken, homeless Canadian men who race shopping carts. Um, this week, Adam suggested we watch something that from start to finish was one of the most horrendous things I've ever seen in my life. And so without going into it too deeply or without further ado, let's get into Baloney Boy. And uh, yeah, we'll just take it from there because I'm, I'm fucking I'm still angry about this. Baloney 
All right. So last night, at the behest of our uh, lovely co-host Adam here, we watched The Invisible Man, starring uh, Elizabeth uh, Moss or whatever her name is. I think it's Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, it's Elizabeth Moss. Um, this this plain-faced pigeon-looking bitch plays the victim for two solid hours. And it's literally nothing but what it says in the title. It's an invisible man who is tormenting and gaslighting this woman for two hours. She and, and she plays the most insufferable, helpless bitch. You know, it starts out of it, the very first scene is her escaping this this palatial estate. This billionaire, this this ten, by the way, she's escaping a ten. This man's built like a quarterback. He's he looks. He's like, not built like a quarterback. Um, I'll interrupt you there. He's built like a like a five foot seven guy who does yoga and does like very low weight, he, he high looked, rep workouts. He looked like he's Adam Levine. Like he he looked like Adam Levine. Yeah, yeah, and and Adam Levine's kind of not a. He's, he's got he's some. Spelt. He's got some he's muscles. Spelt. Yeah, yeah. He's that's spelt. a better. That's a better description. He's a not spelt. a quarterback. He's spelt. Yeah. Suffice sure. it to say, he's way better. He's way. He's way too good for this chick. I'll he tell you that. And a millionaire. He yeah. Takes care of himself. He's a billionaire, probably. Yeah. He takes care of himself. He's doing all right. Yeah. So she's on Adam's here. level. And I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you right now, just like coming to America too. Don't watch this film. I'm about to fucking drop uh, oh, no. the spurlers and stuff because I, we all unanimously hated this movie and not only that but every one of these little they try to throw in these little plot twists and shit like that so she's she's over here escaping this billionaire who she is she should be thanking her lucky stars even if he's popping her in the in the chops a couple of times you know a week straighten her out whatever the fuck she should still be very very lucky that she's getting the attention of this gentleman so anyway she escapes and she is now like this shut-in who lives with this cop and her and his daughter and she won't go outside and she's paranoid when the phone rings and stuff and so like i'm guessing like a few months go by or whatever since she escaped this guy well um, allow me to interrupt for a second not only she moves into with this cop now i would say he has the build of a very well fit quarterback he's built like a laker he is built like a line almost like a <laughs> linebacker yeah he he could be a wide receiver maybe a running back Definitely built like a an athlete. Yeah, absolutely. And so one of the most frustrating parts about this bitch's character is that she plays this shut-in and she does a really bad job of playing this like... She has the same face throughout the whole movie. Like the, the face you're seeing right here, um, if you're listening on Podbean right now, just you can pop over to YouTube and see us if you want. Uh, you can see what we're talking about. I'm sure you know who Elizabeth Moss is. It's that plain-faced hooker from uh, Handmaid's Tale. Tale. Yeah. Same face in every scene. Same worried look. Yeah, every every job this bitch picks up since uh, get him to the Greek, she's just been playing the same character. And they do the same uh, like long shot of her walking up with this you know vindicated look and all this other crap. But I suffice it to say, she's playing the victim the entire time. You know, and and so she gets a, a letter in the mail saying that he's dead. You know, and her her attorney takes him, I guess, to go see the fallen brothers attorney who's also his brother who leaves her like fucking what was it like 10 million dollars or something five million yeah five million something like that was it five i thought it was 10 it, it was millions of dollars he leaves her it was millions of dollars thousand, like every month or something or yes thousand every month yes thousand every month doesn't no, matter like hundred thousand 
okay, none of <laughs> none of this matters. She gets left a lot of money. Maybe and, you're right. And it's part money. of the fucking plot for her to have this money. She starts trying to do good deeds with it. She sets up a, a college account for uh, the little girl that she's living with. So some strange strange things start happening. This guy starts like kind of fucking with her. Like so he's invisible now for whatever reason. It doesn't it doesn't become apparent why he's invisible until way later in the movie and even then when it's revealed, it's just so outlandish and stupid. But but suffice it to say, he he's fucking invisible. He's doing whack shit like pulling the covers off of her and taking pictures with a cell phone. And he's using his old cell phone, you know, with the same number and stuff like that, so he can start putting creeping up around. in the attic and shit. Yeah, yeah. And so he's taking pictures of her, doing weird stuff like that, putting the cell phone up in the attic, and and when she calls it, it's vibrating up in the ceiling. So then he starts doing like more and more intense stuff. Like my favorite scene is when she's in the room with the little girl and they're alone, and the invisible man. Just sucker punches the little girl across the face. Yep. And it's so abrupt, and you just see this little girl's head just snap to the side, and her nose starts bleeding, and she just freaks out and calls for her dad. And immediately, like, this is the thing that bothered me. There was a lot of inconsistencies. This bitch here, the bird face, was well enough away to where she couldn't have reached out. And on the ground. And she's on the ground. She couldn't have reached across physically and popped that little girl in the face with that kind of uh, force and in that direction from where she was sitting. So right then and there, the little girl's just an asshole because I'm sure it felt like a man hitting her in the face. And unless... She's not even a little girl. She was like 17. That's still pretty fucking young. I don't know. That's a kid to me. Um, I don't think she was that old either, dude. She you're like you're going, focusing on the wrong shit. Her, didn't he get her a college fund, or she got a got yeah? She gave her a, yeah. She got her a preemptive college account or whatever the fuck college fund bank account, whatever you call it. Oh, I thought she got like accepted to a university or something. I don't know. She used her something. white privilege to get her in. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that starts happening. And then the invisible man starts doing more and more intense shit. So he sends he sends the bird bitch um, sends her sister this hateful email like talking shit to her and stuff like that. So the sister cuts off bird lady, and so bird lady's feeling isolated from her friends and family because this invisible man that no one believes her about is sneaking around, fucking tricking her and and gaslighting her like I was saying. And so it gets <laughs> to the point where she convinces her sister to sit down and have dinner with her. Well, in the middle of this dinner, invisible man walks up in the restaurant carrying a kitchen knife and just slits the sister's throat and puts the knife in bird bitch's hand and bird bitch sits there at the table, staring at her dead sister, holding the knife up like this, holding it up like this. It's covered in blood and she's just holding it up for several minutes while all the patrons in the restaurant are staring at her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's so bad. And we're about halfway through the movie at this point. It's so bad. And uh, I also want to say that she's a shut-in for such a long period of time, and she's afraid of this man in his physical form. But once he's invisible and starts doing crazier shit, she all of a sudden somehow out of nowhere becomes empowered. She goes out and gets the mail and shows off. She's like, oh, I went outside and got the mail. And then all of a sudden, now she wants to break into the invisible man's palatial estate that she escaped from. It goes from one extreme to the other so quickly without any explanation, without any context, she gets to this asshole's mansion and she breaks it. She like, and this is another thing they're all of the doors in this mansion are password protected and they all have four digit code. Yeah. Four (laughs) digit codes. They all have to do with her. Like one of them's the date they met or like the one, the another one's her birthday or something like that. The, um, 
the lock to the little room that the invisible suit is in because it is a suit. It's not like some miracle shit or it's not like a Fantastic Four situation. It's an invisible suit, which is comprised of just a ton of cameras all over the suit. It's like an elastic camera suit. Makes no sense. So she finds that she hides the suit, but to her dismay, while she's hiding the suit within the, the palatial estate, another invisible man walks in. She's like, oh, fuck, there's two suits. And so she has a run-in with another invisible man, which later we find out is the dick brother. So the brother and the ex-boyfriend were the ones Wait getting... a minute. How do you know she ran into the brother at that point? Because she found she found uh, what's-his-name's suit. Remember, what's-his-name was using her birthday to keep his suit in the container, and then there was multiple other containers holding other stuff. So, and then later on in the movie, when she shoots the invisible man, she hides it in this, in the, in the building. She hides the, so he, so it stops there at the husband being invisible. Yeah. Yeah. And then the brother is, Uh, the brother has a suit too, but that's how they laid it out in the movie, dude. You can agree, disagree with me all you want, but that's how they fucking portrayed it. And so she shoots, she ends up like fast forward throughout the movie. She shoots this invisible man in the house because the invisible man gets super brazen. He, uh, he breaks into this mental health facility that she's being held in because she's being framed for her sister's murder. He kills a bunch. It kills and injures a bunch of guards, which is really weird too, because he doesn't kill indiscriminately. He just kind of frivolously like beats down a few guys. And then he decides, Oh, Hey, I'll kill this one. And then he lets a few more live. And then I'll kill another one. He lets a few more live. So anyway, Goes to the um, house where, you know, her and the, the cop and the daughter are living and he starts attacking the daughter and her and the cop. And so now they're like, oh, my God, there's an invisible guy. Um, <laughs> she ends up shooting him. She goes to take the mask off and, oh, that's the first twist. Oh, it's the brother. And then she's in her head like, oh, OK, if he's the invisible man, that means, you know, I've got this suit hidden. That means the, the <laughs> ex-husband was in on it, too. So this was a tag team thing. So then she sets up a fake date with the ex-husband. Because she's also carrying his child. He Which, he raped her as the invisible man they also and impregnated set, her. They also set it up to make it look like the brother kidnapped. Oh the yeah, husband. yeah, yeah. So the husband ties himself up in like a crawl space and, and tries he to beat frame the up too. Yeah, yeah. And he frames the brother. It says it was all the brother. So he goes free. She's not having that. The cops don't believe her. So she's like, "Well, I still have this invisible suit hidden in his mansion. All I got to do is get in there." So she calls his ass, sets up a date. It's a dinner date at his house. And they have a wire set up too with the cop friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a cop waiting outside and shit like that. And he thinks that she's there to get the confession from the guy. When in reality, what she does is she asks to excuse herself and she leaves, goes and puts on the invisible suit, comes back and does the knife thing like he did to her sister and kills him and makes it look like a suicide. And so the cop comes in and he's like, oh, you never had any intention of uh, getting a confession, did you? And, you know, he, he, she basically admits to murder. She's stealing the suit. He sees the suit in her bag and he lets her go. Not, not to mention in the police station, whenever, um, after the night that she shot the brother, they were talking about how she still might get in trouble, even though there was cameras in witnesses. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, the whole movie was just such a fucking flop, man. And I, two how hours. How did she put the suit on? I'd like, how does she know how to work this thing? That's a, that's another thing. That's another no experience thing. Experience with the suit. She just kind of just puts it on. One, it's probably not going to fit her if you if that's supposed to be your husband's suit. Yeah, how dude. Fit her? 
And they also don't explain the technology. They don't go into the suit at all. Or all how it, she turned it on. <laughs> yeah, they don't go right. into how it's activated, how it... What how if the, it's well, activated by a phone or something? They did like go that. into how it was activated whenever she found it. She has to turn it on from the tablet Oh, that's downstairs. right. So, yeah, so, so the she actual... couldn't have been able to turn it on if she put it on in that fucking room. So that's the thing. <laughs> you either have to be in that little tube to activate it and then deactivate it. It's like that... It, it's. It doesn't add up. Nothing about the fucking movie adds up. And they keep trying to throw these twists at you. And with every twist, you see it coming. It's telegraphed so goddamn hard. Yeah. You yep. see it coming. Adam called out the first, like, two twists. Oh, he, my God. Adam was yeah, like, was oh, okay, weird. invisible guy knocked up the, the broad here. And then, yeah, a couple frames later, you're carrying my baby. And we're all just <laughs> sitting in the room like, ah! <laughs> What is this? Like, and then Adam's like, yeah, it's, it's the brother. It's the brother doing it. <laughs> sure enough, takes the mask off like Scooby-Doo. It's the fucking brother, dude. But, I, yeah, I just was so poorly written and planned out. I guess it would only be watched in the pandemic where no one could, like, can go to the movie theater because, I mean, no yep. one's going to the movie theater for this. Just like Coming to America too. It's, yeah. dude, yep. it's the worst fucking time for movies right now because... You know, these these guys aren't getting a shitload of funding from studios like they normally do. These guys are out here getting like independent investors to like that that actually like the franchise or whatever. I obviously in Eddie Murphy's case, he's got enough money to produce his own films. He's got his own uh, production company and stuff. But with that freedom, why would you not make something that the fans actually wanted to see and not a not a bowl of shit well, that's all these watered down before the pandemic? Well, yeah, this one was. I, Coming to America wasn't. Oh, wait, no, no. Invisible no, Man came out of was. February of last year, so like right around the pandemic. Yeah, this doesn't have an excuse. This movie right here doesn't right. have an excuse to be bad. And again, you know, this bitch, Elizabeth Moss, looking like a pigeon. She just looks like she should be taking handfuls of seed from people in a park. <laughs> and, she, and she always does this. Oh, she was in Mad Men. That's right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and she's uh, the Handmaid's Tale here. Look, she's always doing <laughs> the same thing. No, face. her highlight should be... Madman, but her highlight should be get him to the Greek. She was terrible in that. She's terrible in everything. She's always doing the same face. It's either this bewildered kind of dumb face, or or that dumbass frown. Yeah, yeah, the the vindicated frown. This right here, you know, this I'm not gonna take it anymore. That face. Yeah. Is God. she a lesbian? I hope so. I don't want I'm, her on I'm the market in, in our regard. I don't know. Why would I know that? Why would I know that? I don't know, I feel like it's a Google way. Intern Logan, can you Google whether or not Elizabeth Moss is um, a lesbian? I'm curious now, too. <laughs> um, let's see here. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's enough with Handmaid, Handmaid's Tale. That's that's kind of what I wanted to say about that movie. I'm just, I'm really, really disappointed with a lot of um, creative content these days. Everything has to be safe. Everything has to be built for a broad audience. And you get zero creativity. You get zero edge with that. And I'm not saying everybody wants to see edgy stuff, but there's a reason why things like South Park work. She's but not why... gay. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> there's your answer. That's why, well, like, but that's why Chappelle show worked and, and stuff like that. We were in a different mindset. We were able to like make fun of ourselves until people took that out of hand. And it's just, it pisses me off, man. Cause it really just fucking waters down art. Yeah, well, like you said, it's it's targeted to a broad audience. White women, dude. Those are the broads. Like, it's targeted to so, not even just white women. It's just to broad, <laughs> like, women. Like, these woke... They, they think woke sells, but woke doesn't really sell, like... No, not the way they thought it was going to. Right. 
Um, let's see. Oh yeah, dude. So <laughs> coming to America Two has been out for, I think a week and a half or so, something around that range and <laughs> rotten tomatoes, man, it is not doing well. And it's really funny to go to these sites and see these reviews and shit like that. Because if you look on like streaming platforms or even just regular cable, there are, there are constant commercials lauding this movie as like one of the greatest comedies of the year and all this other horse shit. And then when you go to sites where there are actual people watching the film and, and Uh using their own words to describe it, it is the antithesis of everything that you see on these commercials. They know they made a flop. They know they fucked up the franchise. I'll never trust Eddie Murphy again. His last good film was Dolomite. Dude, I had, yeah, this came up at work and this one lady's like, Oh, I saw fucking coming to america she's like oh i thought it was good and then this other lady who by the way has a mixed has a half black kid it's like yeah i saw it too why was that why does that matter (laughs) well because we went off we we were smoking together she's like yeah that movie was fucking horrible (laughs) like but there was all these people at work that were saying oh i heard it was fucking good it was good it's a good movie because we're watching tv like i want to yeah, I went off with Angie had a cigarette. She's like, yeah, this movie was fucking terrible. See, that's another thing, too. In a corporate setting or a business environment, a professional environment, you have to, like, just nod and say, yeah, or, like, whatever. Like, everyone's got to have oh, you this ha- you have to milk like toast movies, opinion dude. on everything. You like this movie, dude. Yeah, you can't. And then, like, see, you go out to have a smoke, and then somebody kind of, like, leans in, and they're like, that movie fucking sucked. Like, why can't you just say that there? Why can't you just say that amongst your peers and not have to worry about being ostracized or, like... Oh. Yeah, it's just culture for sure. Yeah. There you go. What was that, Adam? You want to say that again? No. Sure. <laughs> it's probably a good move, dude. <laughs> um, so yeah, look at these Amazon reviews here. Disappointment. <laughs> so right here, it just says simply disappointment. Nothing one but star. political overtones. <laughs> yeah. I made it. This one right here from uh, uh, the guy whose title that he titled it uh, "Nothing But Political Overtones." He says, "I made it to the first or through the first twenty-five minutes and had to stop it. So disappointed in Eddie Murphy trying to push liberal politi- political speeches. Hollywood has lost its way. So sad. That's nothing new from that's nothing new from Hollywood. What are you talking about? Um, a, a lot of these comments say, "Oh, I can only get through the first like twenty minutes." Uh, this guy right here." Amazon Studios, the woke BS designs in the opening credits, specifically three minutes and 12 seconds in, and it doesn't let up from there. Blasphemy follows shortly <laughs> thereafter. Even if, even if the obligatory wokeness was removed, there's nothing entertaining about this movie if you have an IQ over 70, even for nostalgia's sake. And I, I hate that Amazon doesn't let you do like zero star reviews. Well, it's one to, one to five. It's not zero to five. Should be. This is a fucking. This is a. I, I don't know, man. I, he's going to be taking shit for a long time for this. Right here, one star from Bimbles who says, "Absolutely terrible. Sell out woke garbage. Don't waste your time. Go sort your trash into recycling instead. Scrub your bath. To, <laughs> scrub your scrub your bathtub. Dice onions. I would rather watch Thomas the Train blow snot bubbles than this horse tripe. Horse tripe." That is that's one of the most creative uh, uh, negative reviews I've ever seen. I horse just, tripe. Yeah, that's horse stomach. Yeah, I know. That's edgy, dude. That's someone's thinking. 
Yeah, he he legitimately didn't like the movie. But that's the thing is like we live in a world now where they just have to they have to force things on you. The the public doesn't like this movie. They don't want it yet. They have to keep churning out these these commercials one after the other, telling you how good it is. When the reality of the situation is, it just fucking sucks. Yeah, they just think they're going to get by on convincing everyone that that's the reality that we live in, and it's not the reality we live in. No, I think I think as a I think by and large, no matter where you sit politically or you know whatever your ideals and personal. Uh, politics are i think everyone everywhere is being is starting to get fed up with being told what's funny what's okay to laugh at what's okay to make fun of eventually everyone's just going to kind of turn their back on the established way of things and just be like oh fuck your mother dude we're gonna do what we want to do if you don't like it fuck off you know it's, it's only a matter of time before we can't be on fucking youtube it's like we're getting we get copyright strikes every week it seems like because we just, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and not show an audience something or not talk about something just because it's some disillusioned cock. Yeah, just because some disillusioned asshole thinks that that's what's best for everyone. Go fuck yourself. A lot of these platforms. We've plat- come too far, dude. <laughs> a lot of the, well, a lot of these platforms have just outgrown their, their, um, their individual ownership and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's, it's. Basically, there's like a monopoly going on with social media platforms, with with anything online. It's just well, yeah, you're either owned by Google or Facebook now. <laughs> yeah, you ain't yeah, wrong. even Joe Rogan. Like, okay, you got paid, but I don't watch his podcast anymore. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, we witnessed you that fall from grace. It's too hard to use. I, I'm already on YouTube. That's if you're not on YouTube, I, I you know, and YouTube stinks. But like, I'm not. I've got to hop to the Spotify yeah. app and. Watch his bullshit. Well, that's the problem is like some of these companies have no business getting into getting into podcasting affairs in the first place. I feel like podcasting exists just because it's an individual going out on their own to do something. When you start involving networks and contracts and all these other things, it's to me, that's not podcasting anymore. Yeah. It defeats the purpose of getting into it because now you're having your creativity. It's just another radio show. Yeah. Yeah. You're just slowly being stripped of your ability to create content. Actually, like people actually want to hear. And so fuck that. I'm not, I I can't, I can't live like that. And plus our show, if, if our show went past a certain point of viewership or, or something like that, it would be impossible to exist on any of these platforms anyway, just because of the, the subject matter sometimes. Um, but I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like it's an eventuality. It's something's going to come along. Some, I, I already use a lot of like alternative Parler. social media and stuff like that. That seems to work better than, you know, your conventional means of Facebook and YouTube and crap. And I really, I really hope a decent streaming platform or like a video streaming platform pops up. Cause I would love to make an exodus from YouTube. I'm just so sick of their shit. Can and, we not stream on parlor? <sighs> You know, you bring this up every fucking episode and it's always the same answer. So here, just take this. <laughs> fucking running on fumes at him over here. Uh, so now that we have exhausted that, we're going to get into some bad news. Well, I've got some good news and some bad news. Okay, give me the bad news. What's the bad news? They're dead. Oh, no. Fucking sucks. I mean, this is the biggest pile of shit. 
All right, so we're going to start out a little strong this week. We've got a, um, a balcony that collapsed in a school in Bolivia. At least I'm assuming it's a, it's a balcony in a school because it says Bolivian students balcony collapse, March 2021. Um, if you've not seen this footage before, I'm going to warn you right now, it's not cool. And uh, we did get this video on YouTube, so I'm, I'm guessing that it's okay for this to be shown. Uh, but again, this is this is why we get the strikes that we get on a regular basis. We're just going to go with it, roll with the punches. I'm going to turn this volume down a little bit because the audio is a little insane. Um, but yeah, here you go. So, yeah, that's, so they said like seven students died. And uh, if you're just, if you're listening on an audio only platform, basically what happened was they're about five stories up, five or six stories up and a, a railing on a walkway gave through because I guess there was a bunch of students leaning on it. It was like. Also, it's Bolivia. Like 60 of them leaning up against it. Yeah, and it's fucking Bolivia. And literally, the, the causeway there is just jam-packed. So, the balcony gives out, and it looks like about seven people toppled over. And, yeah, they all they all perished. So, that's, that's probably one of the most intense bad news stories I was able to find this week, which is just, I mean, that's just terrible. But at the same time, why are you not inspecting these buildings? Why are you not making sure that these railings are able to withstand certain amounts of force when you know your student body is that large? Either Wait, that... So you, so you should calculate, hey, <laughs> if this fucking railing gets 500 people to put pressure on it, will it fall? Look how many people. That's not a That's normal a calculation. You don't, you don't predict to have 500 people be walking through some fucking fifth floor thing. Adam just kicked over my Jenga tower. You're you're completely right. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? What what are they doing? What is this a protest or something? Like it, why is there? It does look that. It looks like something like that because you're right. All the I'm other the floors floor? are empty. All the other floors are empty. So that does kind of lead me to believe that like maybe something was organized and they all decided to meet like at this particular spot for a certain reason. Also, at the beginning yeah. of the video, I think there were some people slapping at each other or something. Hold on, let me play this back. So over to the right of the screen here, I think. Yeah, see? They're slapping at each other. Maybe there's a there's conflict. Yep, there's conflict. So there there's people on this side, on the right side, yelling at the left side over here, as appropriate as that is. <laughs> so yeah, it looks like there's just some kind of conflict, and you know, you get that many people in one area. And they're kids. Kids are just dumb as fuck anyway, so they're yeah. not going to be thinking about the hand railing giving out. Yeah. Well, that's a yeah, that's an awful video. Yeah, that's a bummer. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. I mean, don't protest on the fifth floor. Is that, that's the moral of the story? <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, that's the moral of the story. Don't protest on the fifth floor where there's a center column of open air where you can fall down to your death. Got thoughts and prayers going out the to the balcony floor. people. Like, come on. Angelou. Coming up next, we've got Piers Morgan <laughs> storming off, and uh, this is this Jennifer is a Binks. a double. Um, oh, you fucking! This is an am amazing shit. double double meaning hold, thingy here because it's a Stop clip talking. from no, it's a clip from the View where they mention Piers. What are Piers you talking about? He just dude. Oh my stole god! My joke. 
Logan just stole oh, my joke. Fucking god. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what are you talking about, you fucking idiot? He just stole my joke. Doesn't. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. It wasn't my joke when we said this yesterday. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Why are you getting? You're just getting so upset over. Like, I can I at least interview? Can I at least like introduce the video and set up the context? Logan pops in and says Jar Jar Pinks while you're introducing it. I'm not supposed to be mad. Uh, I feel like we could have just breezed over and it wouldn't have really mattered. But right, as always, as always, Adam Adam has to fucking clutch on to one little detail. Oh, okay. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yes, I'm Whoopi sorry, Goldberg. I'm sorry. Down before while I queued these up, but. That was a funny um, joke I had. It yesterday. is funny, so. and it, yes, and I still have the picture and everything like that. We could have just glossed over it. We could have just what, glossed over it and made it Logan's joke after he stole it right there. Uh, okay, Adam. Adam made a joke last night. Everyone, hold on. All right, Diva Adam made a joke last night when we were watching this clip together. That Whoopi Goldberg looks like Jar Jar Binks. This is Adam's joke. The picture of Jar Jar Binks I'm going to show you side by side with Whoopi Goldberg is Adam's idea. The reason yes. we're covering this story yes. 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 is because yes. Adam is came up joke. with this joke last night. Just so everyone's aware. Okay, I don't know how you're being a cunt about this, but Logan should have not threw that out there. That's all I'm saying. I don't think there was any bad intentions. It was my, it was, it was my place to throw the Jar Jar Binks joke out. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry that it happened. I did. I, I honestly don't know. I feel like it could have just been glossed over and we would have been okay. But let's just go ahead and get into the video. This is Whoopi Goldberg and the bitches from The View talking about Piers Morgan storming off of an interview over the whole Meghan Markle horseshit that he's going through right now. Pop the monitor over so people can see. Yesterday, however, Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan's interview aired in the UK and received a very different reception from the Brits. A snap poll found that about half of the viewers found it inappropriate, others called it a betrayal of the royal family, and TV personalities like Piers Morgan were personally offended Piers by Morgan. It. Take a look. And I understand uh. that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one and she cut you off. She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. Okay, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry, no. Uh, Sorry. Do, do you know what? Diva Peers. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm being... Sorry, can't this do this. This is absolutely diabolical behavior. You diabolical. Sorry, no mask can save either. Off on a regular basis. <laughs> they got it under control over there. there. And listen, 6.30 to 7 o'clock yesterday was incredibly hard to watch. My goodness, Joy. I don't, I, I don't know if I would call it diabolical behavior. Now, Hitler, Hitler... <laughs> Probably portrayed some diabolical behavior. Stalin, guys like that. Uh, Kim Jong-un, for something a little bit more topical. Those are people I would describe as diabolical people. I don't know. You walked off that set pretty aggressively, Rick. The, well, and then Joy Behar in the middle here with her fucking eighth, her Ace Rothstein glasses. She looks diabolical. Pier, fat Piers Morgan walking off of an interview is not diabolical behavior. Can we get these media cunts to stop over-sensationalizing every little thing? 
A fat Englishman walked off of an interview. Oh my God. It's just all, and it's all surrounding the, this fucking Royal family nonsense, this bullying nonsense. Like who gives a shit about any of it? It, it, None of it makes any, none of it makes any difference to anyone. Majority of the fucking people that care about it has nothing to fucking do with them. That's another good point. It's like all the, it's like all these people who rally behind specific politicians or who like are really rooting for specific politicians and shit. It's like, do you really think they have your best interest at heart when they do anything? Do you really think they're thinking about you on any level whatsoever? It makes zero sense because these people, uh, the average person is so far from the mind of any, any establishment, um, or any anyone involved in the establishment in any way, whether it's media or political shit or just uh, corporations in general, like they they're not thinking about us. They don't give a fuck. No, it's why we live in this horseshit world that we live in. It's why it's why every it's why every social media platform has crazy algorithms that bury the little guy and and tout CNN and Fox News and all these other horseshit outlets. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Let's see what these stupid hands they have look to say. Like us. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg looks like Patrice O'Neill in a fucking wig. We had a different reason for walking uh, off. Yes, but but again, you know, it's like you tell the the truth to people and they don't want to hear it. So he walked (laughs) off and didn't want to hear the truth. That's Joy Behar. (laughs) What do you make of this reaction? She's horrendous. uh, Not just Pierce's, but across the pond. Well, as you read, about almost half of the um, the public felt the interview was inappropriate across the pond, and that doesn't surprise me. There's a certain across national loyalty pond? we have it here in this country, and if you're if you grew up there, that that includes the Queen and the royal family, and now you have mm-hmm. their story across in the U.S. being told by the U.S. media. So I understand there's a divide of loyalty there, maybe. But uh, I saw a lot of criticism of the interview, and some I could see and understand, and others I could not. For example, I did see a lot of people talking about um, the, a little bit of tone deafness of the timing of this in the, th- you know, of while we're they going through a pandemic Oprah. and people can't put food on the table, and you've got Oprah, and then you've got, um, you know, the royal couple talking about. Meghan Markle will catch one, though. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I don't know what that it is. She's got like a. true, and I can see that. I don't know. It's the like. Egregiousness of the- even though she. She's, you know, uh, kind of, I guess not really anymore, but like, you know, associated with the royal family or like some kind of status. Yeah. She still gives off like this kind of like slutty vibe. She's yeah. got like those slut eyes. Like it would be real. Like it, she's like really crazy to bang, but she's also just like really a crazy person in real life and would probably pull some crazy shit. Well, yeah. Like the invisible the man, man. stepped down from the royal family. Like. <laughs> Yeah, that's another. That's a good point too. It's like he just got in. He got in with some crazy bitch who got up in his ear. That's a that's a pretty classic move. I feel like, um, in her own right, you know, we we've seen certain political figures or certain historical figures have have been guilty of that in the past as well. You know, Cleopatra was getting up in all kinds of people's ears, but she had like her own power too. She was like a bitch who could pay her own bills, didn't need a man, but was still going out there and fucking up these cats. That's what which, Rick's doing to Adam. Yeah, yeah. Adam's one of my many husbands. All my others are, are overseas. <laughs> Got to keep them in different time zones. Adam, you there? Yeah. What are you doing? Are you just are you giving us the silent treatment now? I'm not doing anything. I got nothing to say. You got nothing to say. You, that's, this is what we're doing now. 
Wow. What do you want me to say? Also be true. I don't know. Just be part of the fucking show you're on. People saying the time of this was hard to watch. But what I could not relate to was Pierce Morgan. Because when you are so outraged at the disloyalty of Harry and Meghan, but you are not outraged by the racism and the mental health crisis she ad she addressed, you are showing me who you are. And the the clip. We what did she think these the people were? Uh, this is such an attention grab on on Meghan Markle's part because. Has has the the British royal family not shown time and time again that they are just horrendous people, that they are racist, that they are elitist fucks, just like every other elitist fuck from every other country on the planet? Wealth has a tendency to breed that. Power has a tendency to manifest that in people. Humanity, the human race hasn't hasn't gotten to a point in its evolution yet where we're past things like barbarism. And like, you know, pugilism and, and things of that nature. We're very like, we're still very medieval in our sense of like, oh, I've got to accrue all this wealth and power. And that way, you know, me and mine are okay, but fuck everybody else. That, and we're also in the point of society where they're so highly sought out or seen that people respect them too much to actually look at the negatives of what they actually fucking do. Yeah, that's true. It's like they've had, they've had hundreds of years of really good press because yeah. they've generated the really good press for themselves. Kind of like Eddie Murphy's trying to do for that dog, that dog shit production he dropped on us. <laughs> I hope he gets caught with another tranny, to be honest. It's coming. So that way I can be jealous. <laughs> I can be jealous from a distance. <laughs> I don't have enough money to, to afford controversy yet. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, yeah. I guess here. Let's. We'll do the side by side. I got to go back to Whoopi. Whoops. All right. So this, <laughs> this picture of Whoopi. And then this picture right here. Oh, whoops. That's not what I was looking for. This is me being familiar with my, um, there we go. So yeah, same exact outfit and everything. <laughs> you know, dude, this is, I don't know, man. Whoopi is looking rough. She is not aging well. Adam. Adam? I don't know. She's probably like 60-something, so she's not aging too bad, I guess. <laughs> All right, moving on. We've got... Uh, so this is something I was really surprised never came up during uh, his presidency, but I found a video from, back, from the Emmys in 2006 where Trump is singing Green Acres with that bitch from... Uh, I think it was from, from Will and Grace, the high pitch one that you just want to... You just want to see her standing under Jihadi John. I can't stand her voice. And then, of course, you know, the trifecta here, we get Ellen DeGeneres introducing them. But this is, I'm just going to play the video because it's just very, very fucking cringy. Here to sing the theme from Green Acres, please welcome Donald Trump and Will and Grace's Karen Walker. Ellen's voice is so scathing, too. Probably gonna get that copyright strike for this song. Green Acres is the place to be. Look at this. Do you think you could ever get him to do something like this now? No. Maybe. Wait till you hear her voice. Ah. So horrible. That, that fucking voice, and she she speaks like that in the show too. Yeah. 
Trump is in a straw hat, overalls, and carrying a pitchfork barefoot. He was only 87 when they shot that. <laughs> yeah, that's... Give her an unconsensual peck on the cheek. <laughs> yeah, I didn't... Oh, see, I didn't think about that either. Yep, there's a whole lot of physicality going on here. A lot of underdressed groping. Nothing could ever be more uncomfortable, at least in recent time, than uh, when that pastor grabbed Ariana Grande's side boob. Oh. Did you ever see that? No. Uh, here, let me pull this over here real quick. I'm going to, it's, there's so many still shots of it, dude. He's, he's just got full tit. Oh, yikes. Uh, let's see. I guess boob grab. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh yeah, here's a good one. All right. So. Right here. She sang at this event and this pastor came over here and I mean, you can tell it's so intentional because that's just not, it's just nowhere near her waist and he's standing so close to her. There's no way to know that's not her waist. And look at that right there. He gets side tit, which, which she's like, what? Maybe a B cup. If that, he basically groped a boy, but he got into some hot water for that. But because he's a religious man and he, and he sells God, you know, these guys seem to be impervious. You know, you can, that, it's like the only job where you can you can sexually assault people at will and you still get to keep your job. And not only that, but they, they you know, they move you around. They keep you under the radar. You actively have people on your side making sure you get in zero trouble. <laughs> well, yeah, why do you think Adam lives in Colorado now? I didn't understand the context of that, Logan. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, next up we've got, oh yeah, this is really nice. So this is, um, (laughs) this was published Tuesday. It's, it's titled man dies after getting three hour erection from coronavirus. This is coming from uh, Yahoo news. And it says a COVID patient has suffered from a painful three hour erection due to a rare complication of the virus. The unidentified 69 year old man, which we're living in the matrix. We're living in the matrix. This is another thing. All of the remaining articles we have for today are all <laughs> genital related. Every once in a while, this happens maybe once a month or so, but for some reason, once a month, the planets just align and you get a long, steady stream of just genitalia based content, which you're getting ready to see here in just one moment. Got a whoosh down some of this cotton mouth the unidentified 60 year old man or 69 year old man from the u.s state of ohio was diagnosed with a condition known as priapism while in the hospital for coronavirus in august last year the patient was admitted to miami valley hospital and diagnosed with covid19 after his condition began to worsen he was sedated and placed on a ventilator for 10 days when his lungs began to fail Medics placed the man described as obese on his stomach for 12 hours, a technique used to help get air around his body. When he turned onto his back later that day, the staff noticed that he had (laughs) developed an erection. Um, According to reports in the American Journal of Emergency Medicine, doctors believe COVID has caused blood clots in the patient's penis. (laughs) 
Ice packs were applied to the erection for three hours to try and reduce the swelling. But when, you know what? Let's get into a different mood here. We're talking about genitalia. We're talking about erections. We're talking about COVID deaths. We need to make this a little bit nicer, a little bit more smooth. Go ahead and like the stream if you haven't already, please. And I appreciate you joining us today. Three, two, one. Ice packs were applied to the erection for three hours to try and reduce the swelling. But when this failed, doctors resorted to draining blood from the penis using a needle. I know that gets me hot. Which proved to be successful. The priapism did not return. The patient remained sedated throughout. He was taken to the ICU and eventually died when his lungs failed to recover. You know this was the doctor fucking up and accidentally giving him Viagra instead of some other medication. A spiteful a spiteful ex-lover dropped a Cialis in the IV drip. <laughs> oh man. So looks like as the patient was unconscious, he could not communicate the level of pain caused by the priapism. However, the condition is known to be excruciating and can cause lasting damage if left untreated. I really don't like how dangerous boners have gotten too. <laughs> I, it's like all this science keeps coming out about our boners and these things are just designed to kill. They give light, they give and they take. It's a, it's a terrible curse. The penis, the patient is only the second known to have priapism who have had pre priapism after being diagnosed with COVID. The other was a 62 year old man in June, 2020. So, I mean, this looks like mainly a boomer problem. Let's hope I don't really want to be getting taken out by a boner. It feels like a pretty whack way to go out. I don't want that to be my legacy. Anyone? Uh, I mean, there's worse ways. <laughs> yeah, there's, I guess you're right about that. Yeah, be, like my my thing is like the most terrifying way to die, I think, would be to be abandoned out in the middle of the ocean at like nighttime. Yeah. Like can't see anything. There's shit rubbing against your legs on the water and stuff. It's like you're either going to die from drowning or something's going to tear you apart. Yeah. Either way. Like, <laughs> really long painful erection or being torn apart in the ocean i'm definitely taking painful erection <laughs> yeah 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 I'm, I'm right there with painful erection thank you for yeah, you just taking the wind out of my sails with the whole uh painful death thing but i mean you hear people say oh i don't want to be set on fire being set on fire or burned to death would be the worst death well it's like it would suck really really bad but you for a short period of time pass out from pain after like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like all your nerve endings get burned off and all of a sudden you're just a, a limp pile, a pile of bones or something. Whereas with the ocean, you've got time to run out of stamina and you know that like as your legs and arms start getting weaker and weaker, you know that the inevitability that you're just going to sink into an unknown abyss is looming. And you also like start thinking about like what drowning in salt water does to you versus what drowning in fresh water does and like how it, it's just, or something just, something massive could just come along and fucking kill you. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like the idea of having death loomed over me. Like that, that in itself is too, is torture. Yeah. Because burning alive, like, you know, but like out in the ocean, it's going to be a bit before it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And another one is like beheadings. People are like, oh, I would never want to be beheaded or something. At least, you know, in the. It's done and over. I was going to say, yeah. Like in all the ISIS videos and things like that, they're. They're not trying to waste any time. They're they're going right right to work and they do yeah. it quick because they also want to get that quick shot in. You know, they want to pose with the head. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, they're just trying to get it done and they try to get it done in as few swipes as possible so that it looks clean for the video. You know, oh, they're yeah. shooting in HD. They got a whole production company and stuff. 
It's just so weird. Got a soundstage. Yeah. Well, yeah. In a lot, in in some cases, they do. It's insane that a modern a modern day uh, extremist group like ISIS put so much resource into into video production and like social media presence. Like, I feel like they were the first radicalized uh, terrorist group to really like try to cover all the bases in terms of social media platforms and things like that. Yeah. Which, hey, I mean. Got to do what you got to do. It's tough. You know, you're dealing with the YouTube algorithm and shit. You got to cut some heads off every once in a while. You want to get them likes. It's fucking tough now. Uh, Next up in the bad news. Going right back to penises again. Um, So this one's coming from Vice News. And apparently what's going on is there is a sad and disgusting black market trade where people are selling monitor lizard penises. (laughs) It says, harvested in the most gruesome way and sold as Himalayan mystical roots, monitor lizard penises have found their way into the altars of many Indian homes. And right here for you folks at home, this is what a monitor lizard penis looks like. They have two penises that run together and at the base are connected by whatever this little root system is. But really odd-looking penises. And so these people that are buying these lizard penises are not buying them under the understanding that they're buying penises, which we're going to get into here in just a second. It says, uh, Jose Luis, or whatever the fuck, a wildlife conservationist in India could not believe it when he heard about a new trade in male monitor lizard sex organs, which were being sold online as mystical roots from the Himalayas. That is until his contact put a few lizard penises on the table. In my 15 years of field work, this was a first, says Louise, head of the Wildlife Crime Control Division of Wildlife Trust of India, recounting the events of the summer of 2017. I had not come across anything like this. Can we just get into the fucking article? The penises, the penises were being sold as Hatha Jodi, or a pair of palms, because a monitor lizard's penis, when dried, resembles two collapsed palms. These lizards, like certain other squamates, actually have two penises and are held inverted within the body and are extended only during erection. Like a, like a dick switchblade. Yeah. Uh, from there, Jose investigated the lead for next six months. In the end, he discovered it was... It was astrologers, mostly in central and western India, who were selling monitor lizard penises for between a thousand and three thousand Indian rupees, so fourteen or forty dollars. Okay, fourteen to forty dollars. God, dude, can we? I, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of. There, I want. I almost said, can we just have one currency, like one global currency? But that's gonna make a bunch of people be like, oh, globalist. That's enough. Can't have it. Report them. Reported. Uh, according to popular claims, the mystical plant root could attract fortunes, suitable roman- romantic matches, and help to win lawsuits. Oh, I should probably buy some monitor lizard penises. <laughs> the buyers, guided by faith and superstition, would anoint these organs with vermilion and keep them with idols of gods and goddesses in the altars of their homes. So, we're chopping off lizard dicks for superstition. Yes. Is the is the core of this article? That's what they're telling us. Is like astrologers are cutting off penises and selling them for very cheap. Yeah. Could you imagine if you if you were a monitor <laughs> wizard and you had any perception of currency 
or, or, or economy, like global economies You're and stuff. You're getting your dick chopped up for 14 bucks. Yeah, that's what your dick's worth. 14 bucks, dude. That's not even enough. Chi- that's not even enough money for like one chicken store. It's ridiculous. According to popular claims, the mystical plant root. Oh yeah, I already read that. Whatever. Um, I think that's enough of uh, lizard penises here. Oh, there's a person pinching a lizard dick. See, that's messed up. And I, I have to imagine they're just killing these lizards. Like they're not yeah. just chopping off lizard penises and sending them on their way. They gotta be killing them. Yeah, that's just fucked up, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't play that shit. When you start fucking with animals and stuff like that, you gotta, you gotta go somewhere. You gotta be thrown in a wood chipper. Um, yeah. Let's see. The most notable Jose remembers was a former customs officer turned astrologer on the outskirt of uh, outskirts of New Delhi who had thirty penises in his possession. Jose and his friend had approached the man posing as clients. He called himself a fortune teller and told me my aura was not good. He had no idea my aura was going to be very bad for him, Jose says. In another case, he encountered a biologist. It must be so easy to be a police officer there. <laughs> Everyone believes in wizards and fucking magic and shit. It'd be so easy to be like, I was sent here from God. I know that you have these penises. Don't lie to me or you're going to heck. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, here's my jar of fucking lizard cocks. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Please don't damn my soul for eternity. Yeah, I'm done with these these Just walk fucking around with a cow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm done with these fucking uh, lizard penises. This one right here bothered me. Um, coming from the New York Post, this is a uh, an article stating scientists want to send 6.7 million perm sa- or sperm samples. Perm samples. <laughs> Just a bunch of curly wigs up there. <laughs> scientists want to send six 6.7 million sperm samples to the moon. Uh, let's see why scientists have begun to lay plans for repopulation starting with god damn it with these fucking sites repopulation starting with a sperm bank on the moon and what they're calling a modern global insurance policy mechanical engineers have proposed that humans establish a repository of reproductive cells sperm and ova from 6.7 million of earth species including humans and the proposed bank or arc would be beneath the moon's surface as our planet faces natural disasters, drought, asteroids, and the potential of nuclear war, <laughs> things are looking up in 2021, man. This is looking, sounding a lot like a beginning of an apocalypse movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. It's going to be Jake Gyllenhaal running around trying to reestablish a relationship with his dad. God, I hated that fucking movie. Oh, New York City's covered in ice. Oh, New York City. Oh, it's a big flood. Oh, it's raining a lot. It's, get out of here. <laughs> fucking day after tomorrow. Um, let's see here. So it says scientists are saying that humans need to set their sights on space travel to preserve life as we know it. Earth is, is naturally a volatile environment, said study author Jerkin Fanga, whose team at University of Arizona submitted their report, Lunar Pits and Luva Tubes, or Lava Tubes, I cannot fucking read today, uh, for a modern arc. Okay, so my thing is like, this is kind of, this is a little suspicious to me because I know for I know that we have had talks like several world world governments have had talks about militarizing the moon, like building bases and stuff on the moon. Mm-hmm. So to me, this seems like an attempt to kind of do like a soft opening. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're gonna build a huge compound <laughs> and like one of the wings is gonna hold all this semen from all these different animals and shit. Whereas the rest, yeah, the rest is just open for interpretation. You know, slowly they'll start moving in the guns. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Lizard penises through this door. 
AK-47s and other types of uh, destruction through this door. They're probably going to put nukes on the moon. Russia's you know that's the end game. Up. Yeah, the end game is always nukes. It's always nukes on the moon. Oh, nukes yeah. somewhere. Nukes on Mars. Adam, you got any thoughts on that? Mm, not really. Do you want to just go ahead and, and hop off then? I don't... Just going to... Just silence? Yeah, I don't know. This is insane to me, dude. This is insane to me. Uh, it's a it's really a fucking awesome day for you to be doing this, too. Uh, let's see here. The so-called ark, according to Thenga's presentation, would then cryogenically preserve various species in the event of global disaster. We can still save them until the tech advances, then reintroduce these species. In other words, save them for another day, he said. The pits are also perfect size for cell storage, according to Thanga. They go down 80 to 100 meters underground and provide ready-made shelter from the surface of the moon. That sounds a lot like a base. <laughs> Which endures major temperature swings, as well as threats from meteorites and radiation. Yeah, that's a base. That's a base. Or a yep. fort. You're, you're naturally surrounded underground. It's, a, it's an underground compound. Dude, the conspiracy theorists are going to go crazy over this, too. They want our seed. Uh, Thanga said, more fucking horrible website designed by the New York Post. Thanga said that many plants and animals are seriously endangered and cited the eruption of Indonesia's Mount Toba 75,000 years ago as a reason for worry, saying it caused a thousand year cooling period and, according to some, aligns with an estimated drop in human diversity. He seems, or he sees a current day parallel due to human activity and other factors that we don't fully understand. <laughs> There's been rapid losses over the few last decades. Yeah, and that's another thing. They're not wrong. I mean, there are species that are, like, quickly getting, getting wiped out, like a lot of birds. Yeah. And of course, we've all heard, you know, the bees are in trouble. We definitely need the bees or else we're really fucked. Oh, yeah. But my thing is, like, I understand why, like, why you would want it on a different planet or something like that. And, and I understand that, like, the moon is the, of all of them, the easiest one for yeah. us to reach. But... I feel like if something crazy were to happen with like the sun or something like that, or, or with earth in general, that it would affect the moon somehow. Like yeah. it's, it's in too close a proximity. I feel like for it to not be affected somehow by it. So like, I don't know if this is more or less, I don't know if it's really like that fail safe. And if humans get wiped out, then what's the point of there being like a, a base on the moon? Like, are we just going to always have people there? Is that the idea? Probably if they're talking about like without it's built. Are they just saying put sperm on the moon? Yeah, they would just want a giant sperm bank on the moon in what, case. What good does that do? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense to me. That's why I think it's more or less, hey, let's build a base on the moon. I think this is their soft entrance into getting permission to go build any kind of structure on the moon. And then once they're able to do that. I don't oh. know if they need to make up that kind of reason. If someone said, I want I, to put a base on the moon, they'd be like, yeah, okay, fine. I thought there was a <laughs> treaty between like Russia and some of the bigger players yeah. that they wouldn't claim land on the moon or something like that. There is. A country can't claim land. I mean, there's only one flag on the moon. Yeah. But That's the thing. Irrelevant. That's the thing. If, and they're talking about doing, like taking... You obviously haven't seen Moon, the movie. So. <laughs> well, they're talking about taking... Um, 
I guess, species from all around the planet, humans from all around the planet. So that makes sense. If it's a global effort, then I get that. But the problem is when you start involving all these all these different global like uh, influences and stuff like that in one place. I don't think it has the same potential as like the ISS where all these people are just after scientific um, exploration. Like they can actually get along up there. I think it would be more of a situation where, all right, let's start sneaking the guns into this tor- this corridor. Do you realize how hard it is to get to the fucking moon, dude? Are you fucking yeah, it's pretty wasting tough. my time with this conversation? <laughs> it's not like sitting in orbit with fucking the space station. You're not in space technically when you're in the space station. So that's space. You're going to space. I don't think they're going to inhabit the moon with any kind of space station anytime soon. You have to go past the Van Allen belt or whatever. It's not possible. I mean, it's possible, but it it's way too risky. You can't live on the moon unless you have like extreme radiation walls or something. That's what they're talking right. about. Yeah, that's why they're talking about putting it like 100 meters under the the surface. Okay, yeah. Okay, they're going to get some drilling operation going there. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're going to they're going to attach <laughs> okay. a fucking one of those giant uh what are those things called that just take out bedrock and and tunnel through it? Tunneler? How the, like how the fuck would you get that into space? <laughs> how would you cuz you need several of them. You need not only that but like to create a giant construction site on the moon. Yeah, this doesn't make any fucking sense. This ain't going to yeah, happen. Yeah, but you have to make construction it has to start on the the like the actual ground. You're going to be exposed to massive amounts of radiation and temperature fluctuations. It's no, there's no way you'd have to because you have to drill down to that ground. Do you know how many like people will die if they attempt to do this? <laughs> Some of you may die. Most of you will die. It's going to be like D-Day when they're floating over on the on the pontoon boats, getting ready to in- invade Japan. <laughs> Invasion. Or I'm sorry, not D-Day. God damn it! Oh, I fucked up. I fucked up so hard. They're invading Japan and their pontoons. Yeah, yeah. Whoops. (laughs) It's gonna be a while before I feel okay about myself now. Oh God. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this one was just. I think Logan, you're the one that spotted this one last night. Spanish rapper reportedly chops off roommate's penis for gory video. Aaron Beltran faces four and a half years in prison if convicted. That's all you get for hacking off a wee-wee? That's, that's got to be like attempted murder. I mean, you can die from that. It says a Spanish rapper is accused of hacking off his roommate's penis with a 12-inch kitchen knife. Maybe he just watched Invisible Man. He got inspired. <laughs> As part of a gruesome attempt to get attention on social media. How is that your go-to? I feel like a lot of these, I feel like a lot of these um, reports, like I think a lot of, a lot of these guys are just phoning it in. They're just like, hey, we can just make some shit up. Let's just get some stock photo of some asshole or let's go on some random social media page and grab a, grab a picture and say this guy chopped a cock off. (laughs) Four and a half years doesn't seem like enough time for somebody who's capable of chopping off a living human being's penis. Um, Aaron Beltrain allegedly made a deal with Andrew Breach, an Oxford-educated British teacher, to amputate his manhood, with Breach agreeing to pay a fee depending on how many times the video was shared on YouTube. Okay, do you not read terms of service? There's no way they're going to allow anything like that. You can't show a living guy with an attached cock. Jesus Christ, man. So 
the payout ranged from 137, is that pounds or is that like, oh wait, no, that's whatever Spanish currency is. I don't know. Or about, okay. So it amounts to $240. Where? Um, Spain. 173? Yeah. It, it, the conversion is $240. Pounds. Okay. So they're in Spain. The conversion is $240. Um, to a maximum of two thousand. Okay, so three thousand dollars, according to the report. That's very it must be a British article because yeah, very weird. The breach agreement. That's that's very weird. Um, so it looks like he did it, and now Beltran now faces four and a half years behind bars if convicted of carrying out the Grizzly Act in Zaragoza, Spain, in March two thousand nineteen. So why are they just now posting this article? If this happened two years ago. New York Post is slipping, man. What a fuck publication. On the afternoon of March 8th, just before 7.15 p.m., when both men were in the victim's bedroom, Andrew tied his pajama cord around the bottom of his penis to avoid hemorrhaging. Oh, that's like the pain Olympics thing. Did you guys ever see that? When that was a whole... Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's very much like that. I don't know if any of you out there have heard of the pain Olympics, but basically what was happening was uh, these guys were getting online and just basically shooting video of them hacking off their own wieners and stuff. And they were trying to do it in the most gruesome way possible. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's my bad rabbi. I just saw that. Get rabbi in here. I don't know how much longer we're going, but I, I feel like an ass now I had discord down at the bottom. Hey rabbi. Also, hello class one. I see you on pod being there. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> That's my bad, Rabbi. I'm sorry. As you can tell, I'm very flustered with the way that today's show is going. And oh, this I've, has been an awkward show. It's so fucking it's no. It's trust fun. me. I'm I'm extremely unhappy with it. This and has been so fucking awkward. Yeah, and anyone that's new that's watching you this, you haven't read one fucking chat, too. So it's been it's just been wait. Great. I don't. I'm not seeing anything in my chat right now. Oh, man, that's why. There's lots of stuff been going on. Oh, really? That's all right. That's not bad. Why can't I see my chat? Uh, I don't know. That's great. So, yeah, basically, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry to anyone who's <laughs> a first-time listener. This is really not how our shows normally go. I encourage you to check out our other videos. We got a lot of um, new subscribers today. <laughs> and um, also, shout-out to Bite Size Cobra Vids for that, for that plug, or those multiple plugs earlier. And also, uh, make sure if you are enjoying uh, our content right now, after this video, you go and check out Bite Size Cobra Vids. He just uh, he just released a new uh, video yesterday, a new premiere on the uh, Gothic D saga. It's a nice little director's cut. Um, I, I am featured in there doing the Uncle Paul voice, as some of you already know. But uh, yeah, it's um, this we're we're experiencing some some uh, tension today amongst our amongst our staff here on the Brass Tags podcast. And so uh, just know that this isn't usually how, how things go. And also, normally I can see my fucking chat. I don't know why I can't see the chat. Yeah. Hashtag abolish the monarchy. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, everything's going wrong now. It's, it's, it's one of those things where like, so like whenever I, yeah, when I called you, it kicked Adam off. So I have to join, I, got, I just rejoined you both into the call. Oh, shit. There yeah. we go. All right. Adam. I hate Discord. That's another thing too. I've been I've been using it for like two years now. You think I'd know how to use it by now? Oh. But yeah, Adam. just it's Adam. it's been very. Hey, hi. 
Is it is it snowing? Are you snowed in? How's how's it over there? It's snowing. There's not much to be said about it. Why stick around for an entire hour if this is how you're gonna do it? Like that's what I don't fucking understand. I'm not even gonna get into it. I'll just I'll yeah, whatever. Over one over a Jar Jar Banks joke of all things. It's not over that joke. It's the fact that it was stolen. Oh my so. god. I don't think there was any malicious intent. It was something we all laughed about. We all laughed about it last night. Because I said it and I wanted to say it today. And then that was it. So, you know, and then you don't defend me. You didn't defend me. So, oh my God. Because it's because from the outside looking in, it doesn't seem like a fucking intentional, oh, I'm going to fuck Adam over a a Jar Jar Binks joke. Are you fucking kidding me? Actually, it it was a solid Jar Jar Binks joke. It was an okay joke. I mean, it's not like we all laughed about it last night. it was pretty solid. Jesus so. Christ, man. I've just, I I just don't get it. You've done that you've done that to me before. But yet when it happens I, to you, I it have, can't I have never stole a joke from you. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, everybody in the room I believes have that. I never stole a joke from you. No, no, but you've you've absolutely rushed to one before me before like after we've I, we've oh, discussed that's one. That's fair. I may have rushed to a joke before you. No, like I, like after it already had being said, like there's been several times where we've made a joke where like we're just hanging out talking something like that and I'll make a joke and then when I go to do it on the show or something you'll hurry up and say it before me. I don't I, well, like I mean, that happens. That's possible, but this was It's joke. absolutely this was actually, possible. This was actually show prep, but Oh my god. Yes, I got the. This is just insane to me that this is being taken so seriously on your end. That to where to where you would just not interact for an entire hour. The the wind got taken out of my sails. I was upset. Then why even sit around when you know that you're negatively affecting a show? When you know that there's people watching that actually like want to have fun and laugh and, and shit like that. There's like I don't understand that mentality. Why why do you feel like it's your place to bring it oh, down when other people are are trying to just do a show? You know how much fucking work I do to to make this happen and shit. And like you're just gonna sit around and say nothing and have this fucking bitchy attitude the entire time. I disagree. I didn't know. Over a Jar Jar Binks joke, dude. Now, Jar Jar Binks. This is what the movie Invisible Man will do to you. That's what it is. I'm, I'm, dude. I, I get. I got two hours, and that's another thing. Yeah, at, at Adam's behest, we watch a two-hour time vampire. God. <laughs> uh, I swear to God. I still love all you. Yeah, I love you guys too. I'm. St- I mean, it's just it's just frustrating. It's very frustrating, man. Like when when someone just doesn't know. give a fuck what they would, do. I just wish you would have had my back a little bit. That's all I'm saying. I would have your back if I sincerely believed there was ill intent behind it or anything like that. No, he muttered. Non ill intent. Logan you muttered. Still have my back. You still gotta have my oh back. Oh my god! Over a Jar Jar Binks joke. Not ill intent. The fact that like I'm telling you for a fact that I don't truly believe that there was ill intent involved. And that's why I didn't, I, I just want to I'm gloss over saying, it. I do, I, I'm not even saying I think there's ill intent, it, but it's, it's relevant. I even stopped. I stopped and made sure that everyone knew that you were the one that made the joke, Adam. I even yeah, showed the picture. Late. It was too late. The ship sailed. Okay. I didn't do it exactly precisely to Adam's stupid fucking uh, specifications like he always needs whether it's the show or video games or anything I didn't do it exactly the way Adam wanted it done so now we're the assholes now it's now he's completely vindicated and sitting in silence on a lot on a live comedy show for a fucking hour and a half over a Jar Jar Binks joke I was silent for an hour and a half I think I was talking pretty much most of the episode actually 
motherfucker, you shut down like an old car engine and now at like and, 350 and you're, and you're getting upset <laughs> over a fucking Jar Jar Binks joke. Like one that Lo- like Logan didn't even it was a throwaway. Logan was like, "Oh, Jar Jar Binks." Like he just muttered it and we could have just kept going. You could have let me joke, You could have let know. me I just really introduce the joke. video. I actually thought of that joke this morning. Like thinking about that was pretty what, funny. Well, you're going to get up out the hood with the Jar Jar Binks <laughs> joke. That's what's going to set the brass tax podcast <laughs> yeah. off. That's, That's gonna come up, motherfucker! I'll I'll shoot you in the face of Minecraft, dude. Yeah, I would have got. I would have been a co-host on Steven Crowder Ugh. next oh, week. Okay. From that <laughs> Actually, that, I take that back. That was pretty good. That would have fucking launched me to success. Uh, Rabbi, do you want to Shapiro? Rabbi, would you care to? Uh, or actually, here I'm gonna bring it up on my end. I haven't I haven't been able to see the chat the entire show. I've only seen the Podbean chat. Um, let me see here. Me I mean, it's, where you want me to start? <laughs> oh fuck! There's so many. Yeah. Oh wow. I am uh, so okay. Okay. Okay, yeah, Harry. Harry Boothole. Hold on, okay. Harry Boothole. You're right. I did promise you feet, and I intentionally didn't wear socks. <laughs> I got to make good on that. Hello, Harry Boothole. Good to see you. Hello, John Lemon. How you doing? Um, hello, West of Waterford podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, Joy Behar looks like a member of Kiss without makeup. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Um, let's see here. There's, there's a lot. If you're joining us from the Cobraverse, thank you for joining us. And please note that this is not how our shows normally go. You're witnessing a little uh, behind the music scene here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you all for joining us. Uh, the West of Waterford podcast says, don't be an Opie. I agree. Um, right. John, John Lemon says, he's talking about you, dummy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I like how he just automatically thinks no one's talking shit when he was getting his, when he, the fact that he wears cardigans was getting made fun of on a live stream earlier. John Lemon says, don't feel bad, Rick. Discord is fun to watch as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I just, I, I'm finished. I am finished. I'm a dead man. Next week's baloney boy. Yeah. Yeah. I think this week's baloney boy. Oh, yeah. All of us. I'm sure that's exactly that's exactly what the the crowd wants to see. They want to see us replay a replay of an episode and make fun of ourselves. It's not fucking Podtober. Bunch of ass fucks. Speaking of baloney boys, don't we have something about Metallica? Oh yeah, yes we do. Good call, dude. I'm glad you said something because I almost I, I almost uh, I was getting ready to end the show, but yeah, we'll watch this clip real quick. So, uh, and I even have it in the I even have it in the fucking uh, description of the episode. Uh, I really am sick of this. I'm just ready to punch all of you in the face and and go solo. Bring it, <laughs> fuck you, Logan. <laughs> all right. So recently, um, Twitch was streaming BlizzCon and. Metallica was one of the bands playing on the BlizzCon live stream. And so some, some hijinks ensued. Why is, why is this not showing up on the fucking monitor? Anyway, I'm just going to play it. I think it'll switch over as soon as I go to play it. It's showing. Oh, cool. All right, here you go. Here you go, guys. You aren't going to believe this. Read this tweet. SkillUp says right now the official Twitch gaming channel is playing copyright-free music over the top of Metallica's live BlizzCon performance so as to avoid copyright striking themselves. Look at this one. You know DMCA is a problem when Twitch has to cut the music of Metallica while Metallica is playing. And this is exactly what they have done. Look at this footage. (laughs) 
It makes me happy every time I see it. I hate Metallica. <laughs> I hate Lars Ulrich. I hate that piece of shit. Is that a half here? Yeah. Yeah, looking like a looking like a dad. He quit drinking and shit, I think. And now he cleaned his act up. This was the actual music they were playing over Metallica. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, what song that we've all heard a million times do you think they were playing? One. Now, I'll admit, <laughs> I started to find this quite funny, seeing these guys rocking the out. The only talented one in there is the bass player. And also that the music they're being overdubbed with is tame at best. But then I also thought it's a bit of an insult to the band. And Didn't their original the one the fall out of a to see their tour bus? And it also does just show. I don't know. Did they? I, I think Robbie, you would you would know more about that. I think they got in a bus crash yeah. and like yeah, it was fell out of the Cliff tour Burton. Bus. It was the bass player Cliff Burton. It was in. He was either France. It was somewhere in Europe, and it was in 1987. It was during the Master of Puppets tour. Oh shit, dude. Yeah, and so actually, and the whole story goes. Uh, him and Cliff were like flipping coins or something of who would take a certain bunk. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it ended up being Cliff who got that bunk and then he got apparently the, it's, uh, debatable on what actually happened, but basically the, the bus flipped over, he flew out, the bus landed on top of him. And then while they were trying to lift the bus up to get him out, it slipped and fell back on top of him. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. Hey, what's going on, Kyle? I see you, dude. Yeah, I, I agree. Lars Ulrich is a terrible drummer, and yes, they are an overrated metal band. They they piss me off. Thank you for joining us, too. And hello, Bite Size Cobra. How you doing today, bud? <laughs> he says, where's the guy with the bad knees? He is right here on a Discord call. <laughs> He's at his palatial yeah. estate, snowed in, doing jump shots in the backyard. Now, I love Metallica, their early stuff with Cliff Burton, especially Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets album. And uh, when he died, that was a huge, huge blow to their sound because he was the yeah. one who knew about musical theory. That's why those two albums sounded had more like of a classical sound to it. Yeah. Because that first album, Kill 'Em All, that wasn't he wasn't really on that album. It was uh, someone else, uh, Ron uh, McGovney, who was the bass player before they recorded that album. Then he joined the band. Same with Kirk Hammett, right before they re- uh, recorded Kill 'Em All. You know a lot Damon about Metallica. Stage, yeah. yeah, man, they were my favorite band. I mean, that's the reason why I played guitar and shit. They were one of the main reasons. I have a. Uh, yeah. I don't think anyone. But nineties Metallica, you know, load, reload, and all that. No, fuck that shit. Yeah. Give me fuel, give me fire. And that's yeah, that can that's for the birds. But dude, my uh my main guitar influence when I first started playing was the darkness. And if you guys don't know oh, what yeah. darkness is, they're a <laughs> British glam rock band who are I still they're still my favorite rock band. I believe I, it I think I love. Just listen to the rhythm of the heart. Yeah. I dude, I love them. I love Justin Hawkins. I love his brother Dan Hawkins. I think they're the most talented men walking around. I don't know what it is. Kyle says, I believe in a thing called love. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's see. Bite Size Cobra Vid says, Adam's the reason why Rick plays skin flute. Come on now. <laughs> Kyle says they're good. Yeah, they are good. They're still making music too. I fucking hate Lars Ulrich. I had to pull his stupid face up. It's goddamn. Beast. Yeah, I'll, I don't want to shut on him too much. He's not a terrible drummer. He's a very basic, basic drummer. He's not a very unorthodox. 
I wouldn't say he's basic either. I would say he does a lot of off, you know, on the ends of the beats. Like, I mean, like on the off beats and stuff. Like, it's not, he's not super technical stuff. I mean, he's not, and uh, he's not in the top 10 no, time drummers no. or anything. But he's a good drummer. He's a good drummer. He's not a bad drummer. He's just a drummer. Stop who happened my music. to play for Metallica. Stop downloading my albums. <laughs> yeah, he's very unorthodox. Yeah, I think he has some. There's sometimes a it works of, though. Well, yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot of like metal bands that I may maybe I'm wrong, but that were doing what he was doing on the drums necessarily. But I don't know. I, I could be wrong too. I put him, yeah. him and uh, Meg White from the White Stripes together <laughs> in the same in the same category. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's fair. Just slamming around on the toms and the cymbals like an asshole. <laughs> Look at me! Don't download my don't download my music. Just a fucking ass. I don't know. Some of his approaches that were you know unorthodox, people started adapting them a little yeah. more. Yep. So should have been yeah. him. Should have been him instead of Cliff. Sometimes. Yeah, it wasn't Sometimes. terrible. You can get a drummer yeah. anywhere. Good bass player. That's hard to find. Art. Art is about expression, not expertise. I will Preach. sue you in fucking court, dude. You generic Preach. ass. Oh, God. You ain't black. Fucking your, your niceties. Take those and shove them up your ass. You got a lot of black and white Instagram photos now, too. Oh, God. Bite Size Cobra Vid says, Jim Brewer's Lars Knapsack story is a good or so good. I don't think I've heard that one. I'll have to, I'll have to look into that. I like, I like Brewer's stories. He's one of those, he's one of those comedians who just... Yeah, he's got so many, so many. The Pizza Man. <laughs> There's some good stories. He has some pretty heavy stories. Yeah, yeah, he's lived life, man. He's lived life. He had a crazy neighbor story that was really good. Yeah. He oh did. yeah, dude, that one was intense. Yeah. That was some creepy shit. That was almost that was almost like the Invisible Man type of shit that we saw. <laughs> Very similar. Very similar. Just a stalker. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm not God. big into his comedy, I guess, but I mean, he's a good storyteller. Yeah, his his comedy for me is a little dry. It's kind of like, like for me, I feel the same way about Bob Kelly. Like I'd rather hear him talk yep. just generally, yep. general, generally on a microphone than listen to his stand up because to me, his stand up is too painful. It, like it seems like he's trying so hard to just be edgy but not too edgy. Like he he's still kind of remembering the O and A days, but he can't say cunt as much anymore. You know, he's yeah. got a kid now and all this other shit. I feel the opposite about Jim Norton. Yeah, yeah, me too. He's a flop like, now. He, dude, he, I, I, he was really good when we saw him. Yeah. Yeah, like, his stand-up's was, way better I, than I his was, broadcasting. I did not have the expectation that he was going to be that funny. Like, And he's a funny motherfucker on the radio. He was, at least. I mean, he's on the radio still, but... Right. It just blows now. Jim and Sam is such a fucking, I don't know if, if Jim didn't always have to fucking play it safe with every little thing that he does. And he just would have teamed up with Anthony in the beginning of the whole comp or the whole uh, live from the compound thing. It would have been so like, as a fan, it would have made us all a lot happier, but now everybody just sucks. Everybody sucks. Ain't nobody doing anything cool. Oh, you don't like Troy Kwan? No, but Troy Kwan doesn't like Troy Kwan. What are you talking about? Hey, I'm 45 and I'm skateboarding and I'm making fucking EDM. He's living down in Florida, dude. Give it up. Give it up. Just stop it already. It's going to be Rick and Myrtle Beach. Shut up, Logan. I'll sue you and Rabbi at the same time, you fucking pussies. So sick of you guys. You'll lose. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You you want, baby. 
Secretly, Adam's bankrolling everybody's lawyer fees. I'm cool with that. Adam's bankrolling everybody's legal defenses. <laughs> oh boy! Everyone's doing a double bluff. Yeah, yeah. Covering both sides. During the Gothic D premiere yesterday, somebody told Bite Size he needed to be careful because he's gonna get sued. And I, I offered your money. Why? I offered your money to help him because <laughs> I know you have so much of it. I was like, don't worry, Adam will bankroll bankroll your uh, legal defense. And you'll be fine. Because you've yeah, got it. You've got it like that. Well, he'll at least pay your streaming services. Yeah. Bite size says Jim Brewer's <laughs> music and stand up is awful. Yeah. It's it's not good. He's he's just a name and a face at this point. Like you're that's the thing. If you were in half bake baked, you're always gonna get work. You're always gonna be able to find work doing something. Yeah. Ask Bite Size why are these fucking British people still obsessed with the goddamn thrones. You you go into that a lot. You've had that discussion with him live it's on the air. Gay, dude. It's we retarded. Gotta, we gotta have a special day where they can just have like a full on debate about it, Rick. Bite size has a life, dude. I don't <laughs> think he wants to argue with some fucking closeted homosexual that lives in the mountains over the, the finer a, points of the royal family. Like what? This queen abolish is the monarchy. Yeah, get rid of that stupid retarded shit, dude. And abolish this friendship. <laughs> Make sure you like yeah. the stream if you haven't already. You're going to witness the end of a friendship. Uh, <laughs> Next week, it's going to go back to episode one. <laughs> We're going to reboot the reboot. Cast a new Adam. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna give Logan some it'll lifts. Be, uh, it'll be Ben Affleck's brother. <laughs> no, I'm going to give Logan some lifts and a wig. Hey, Affleck. Yeah. And a cardigan. He looks like you. I look like Casey Affleck. Yeah, the same height. He does not look like Ben Affleck's brother. <laughs> Robbie, I'm the same height as you. What are you talking about? Are you gun? Oh, Prove no. it. Kyle says, "Wait, what happened to Adam? I'm late to the party. Adam is snowed in up in the mountains, so he's um he's Edward Snowden up in the mountains, and he's Discord calling in. That's why Young Logan's uh, in place of him today, getting some getting some cam time. Oh yeah." Bysize says uh, Adam's knees blew out again. <laughs> yes, they did. He tried to do that crisscross applesauce, dude. He fucked himself up good. Uh, well, I don't know about you boys, but I'm uh, well out of steam, and I would like to end the cringiest fucking episode we've ever done. Yeah. I, I don't really... think that's the cringiest episode we've ever done. but It was definitely the most the uncomfortable. And, uh, yeah, I want to give a big shout-out to Adam for, for just bringing the goddamn weight of the world today and if you have the first 40 minutes you'll like it if you guys have any suggestions for uh, topics or anything you want to see covered make sure you give us an email send it to the real brass tax at gmail.com uh, other than that uh, you can join our social mediators I've kind of been stepping away from social media just because I don't really enjoy it and it takes up too much time but we are we are on Instagram at the real brass tax and Facebook at uh, brass tax podcast of course and oh yeah I stank. I, I extra stank up these underwear that I chose for the um, sniffer thingy. So now Adam we and never I. We to the underwear. So now Adam and I, what we're doing is we're taking our old underwear, and this week we'll be sending out a combo pack to anyone that, any creep on this sniffer website that does, that likes to buy used underwear. There's a uh, combo pack coming. Get some chicken shop money. Yeah, absolutely. We're trying to pay our uh, hosting costs and our chicken store money, our chicken store what purchases. Fuck is this chicken shop. You know what it was. It's chicken stew. But uh, anyway, guys, uh, if you're not subscribed, make sure you're subscribed. I've had several people tell me YouTube was doing that bullshit and unsubscribing people again. 
which I don't know why. I don't know why they do that to us. It's not like we're out here fucking making any any vast moves. But, I don't know uh, what you're talking about. I'm able to quit, quit my job on Monday. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> anyway, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, thank you, Adam. Thank you, Rabbi. I you're will welcome. see you all next week. Have a great weekend and all that shit if you're snowed in. Hopefully it melts fast. Love you guys. Peace. Don't be Edward. Fuck your mother. <laughs>